What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here. Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results is joining us on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. I'm Miss Shannon. And Mimi, I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised you're here because I'm sure it's busy out there. The sun came out. <laughs> How do you have time to come in here and be a radio professional? Well, I don't know. Well, how about my makeup today? <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> I think you look fantastic, Thank but you, you always do. Aww. You always look fantastic. No, we're just messing with you because Miss Shannon's all dolled up in here <laughs> looking fabulous. More had, fabulous than know, usual. It was funny because we did the mom show first and uh, Dr. Amy said to say, she's like, your makeup looks wonderful. And that is just proof that and I normally... And now you're blushing. I normally come in here looking busted is what it is. Is that That's normally, not true. Well, a Sunday morning. And I'll be honest with you. It's I come just in, for me. I'm getting, my, I'm getting my son up. I'm getting him all together. I'm trying to get him bustled up. But he woke up early this morning so this is what miss shannon does at home when she has spare time hmm. she works this face and so <laughs> it's looking pretty we're gonna take some pictures and thank post you. it on facebook oh, thank you very great. much also looking lovely our good friend shelly ferris is in here good morning good morning yes i did not get the email that we are wearing teal you both look beautiful yes. in your seafoamish teal outfits today shelly <laughs> thank you very much for joining us i'm sure it is very busy busy over at results mortgage as well it is it's springing outside today oh, so yes. yeah Yes, very, very busy. Yes, Shelly, can you please share your NMLS number oh, yes. for everybody out there? That NMLS number, mm-hmm. 367-826. And my branch, 145-4789. Now, uh, Mimi, we have been warning people that no, the I market... Just, I just need to put some, some joy out there and let everybody know, because Miss uh, Shelly here, yes, she's modest. She's yes. a modest mouse. Mm. <laughs> and um, she just won a big old honking award. And oh. over the snowstorm, I found out this past weekend, somehow Results Mortgage whisked her away to some sunny tropical location and she's Cabos, Mexico. Yeah. I was when y'all were enjoying this glorious <laughs> snow last weekend. I'm sad, not sad, not sad. No, <laughs> really no, happy really to not say sad. I was not here. <laughs> what <laughs> award did you win, Shelly? Uh, top producer at Results Mortgage. Oh, congratulations, Miss yeah. yeah. Top Producer. Know, right? Very nice. Yes. She's been mortgaging around all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that's, good at broadcasting. That writing thing. mortgages, mm. closing mortgages. That's yep. why you have friends, Shelly. We are happy to sing your praises. Well, and thank, thank you, you for sharing that, Mimi. I mean, because I mean, we they probably think that we're just saying this because they're like, oh, you guys are saying that you're busy and you're really not. No, when we say that the market is <laughs> is crazy right now. Hilarious. It really is. So I'll tell you how I found out that she won this award. She's so so modest. She wouldn't even tell me. Um, so I'm meeting over in her office or our results office in yes. Andover with one of our mutual clients that I'm getting ready to show homes to. And I go to knock on her door and there on her desk is a little sign posted. I won an award. I'm in Cabo. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you do with that? <laughs> So that's how I downplay. Things. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. So, Thank you. Um, Thank yeah. You. So we're very proud of you. And we're happy you. for you Thank for you. the award. Thank and you. Well deserved. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I mean, I just want to signpost that as well, because then when people go to the Red Hot Real Estate uh, show page, they should see that we're going to put it. We're going to Photoshop it onto Listen, your picture. Listen, I got it on, on my there. phone. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on my phone. Get it get on oh, Canva. Man. Make a little thing. Yes. Because, oh, <laughs> I mean, that's that, you know, especially when people are going, well, 
well, why would I call into the Red Hot Real Estate Show? Why would I ask my question to these two professionals? Look, we have an award-winning mm. person and one of the busiest realtors in the Twin Cities right now on this show. So if you have a question, you definitely should call it and get your question answered at 651-641-1071. Okay, so I just want to start and talk a little bit with you all mm-hmm. um, about what's going on in the market, the real real stats and all that kind of thing. And so what I want to talk about, Shelly, especially with you, is the purchase power that you have right now today versus what you might have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So when we're sitting down and we're talking with, let's just say, starter home type buyers. And when I say starter home, that's not like nothing. We're talking like up to $250,000 in this market, right? right? That's right. Okay. So when I was doing a little research yesterday, um, uh, single family homes 30 mile radius from Minneapolis. Guess how many there are active and available for people to pick from? Just guess. The total houses on the market. Yeah, in that price range. Um, 200. 34. Oh my gosh. 34. Gosh. And, you know, and they're all competing for those 34 houses. You know, guess how many from 151 to 200,000? Only 97 homes. Oh, my gosh. So this is single family. This is not counting condos and townhomes. And in the 201 to 250, there's only 208 homes. Wow. This is 30-mile radius of Minneapolis in all directions. Um, when we talk about the fact that it's epidemic and that, you know, you cannot be, you know, picky, 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 um, that this is what we're talking about because we've got millions. I, I'm going to say millions. Mm-hmm. No, maybe hundreds of thousands <laughs> right. of people competing for the same properties. It's and true. so it's yeah. painful. And so let's talk a little bit, Shelly, because this is your wheelhouse about purchasing power. Mm-hmm. So today's interest rates are roughly four and a quarter, four, four and, a half. and a half to four and three quarters, depending okay. on what product you're looking at. Yes. Okay. So today, let's just say you're looking for a house that's, Four hundred thousand dollars. Next year, when interest rates are one percent higher, right, you're going to be looking for a three hundred sixty thousand dollar home or less. That's right, exactly. Same exact. Nothing's changed. Just the interest rates changed, and the appreciation of all the homes have changed. Hopefully, your income has also appreciated, but probably what uh, the standard three to five percent. So. Here's what here's the whole point of this conversation. So I'm having a conversation with one of my past uh, networking persons that have known me for a long time when I first got licensed and they've been waiting for a very long time to get ready to buy a home. Now they're pre-qualified to buy a home and we're looking at properties online in my office and She's very, very particular. Okay, and she's looking at she's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, I understand that. And I'm a little bit like that, too. You know, you know, you're going to have champagne taste. You do. Yes. But do you really can you really not look past the fact that you got a little decorating to do in there? Can you really not look past the the ugly wall color right. or the fact that somebody's got ugly furniture? That furniture is going to be gone you need to look at the floor plan and you need to keep it real. And what I'm going to tell people right now is you need to, you need to check yourself. Okay. Okay. And are you or are you not self-sabotaging? Because, you know, fear is a real. Right. Fear is real. And if you really think in your heart and in your mind that you want to own a home within the next two years, why 
are you putting it off? It's only going to get worse. Okay. End of lecture. And that's the truth. (laughs) You are 100% right, Mimi. I talk to people about it all the time. Try to look past the ugly. Try to find exactly like what you're talking about because they're complaining about not finding things on the market or, um, you know, I have to go out farther or, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to in this market. I sometimes think it's a pride thing because they're sitting there looking you eyeballs to eyeballs. And so they need you to know that they've got good taste. Uh, Okay, I can appreciate that. But I'm just working within the parameters that your loan officer told me that you're in. Mm -hmm. So if your loan officer says you can go to 250 then what I'm going to show you is something down to 230 because I know we're going to be going into multiple offers. And so I have to work with what financial information your loan officer like Shelly is giving me. Okay. You know, and I also have to prepare you that you're going to go into multiple offers because we've only got less than 150 houses under $200,000 for everybody to pick from. So Mimi and Shelly, would you then encourage potential home buyers to find a way to not only be prideful about showing that they have good taste, but be prideful about the fact that they are very creative and might be able to make something amazing out of this home that's not exactly what they were looking for? So here's what's what's happening. People are, are having to go out further into the country to get the type of home that they say that they want. But if you're waiting and you're renting right now, So in all the scenarios that we've just talked about next year, you're not going to be buying as much. Um, You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You're not getting a depreciation right now if you're renting. And if you're paying typical rent, you're paying probably 15 to 18 thousand dollars in. You're paying a mortgage, right? You're just paying your landlord's mortgage. Okay. Yes. And so the landlord's getting your deduction Mm -hmm. and the landlord couldn't care less if your furniture is cute or not. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, do you want us, do you want to set yourself up for financial success and ask yourself, are you self-sabotaging because you're afraid? So that's what Shelly and I are here. That, that is what we do. That's what we do. We make sure that we're taking care of you within the brackets that you've been given And it's a smart decision all day long, in my opinion, and I believe in Shelley's, that buying property, real estate is the real deal. They're not making any more of it. And if you can get into it now, in five years, you've got an asset that you can actually sell. Right. And then you could go back to renting if that's your your joy. And and what information are we going to give them when we come back from break, ladies? Well, we're going to talk about ways to navigate and strategies to implement in order to win that bid. What are we going to do to make sure that ours is on top? How can we You're qualify for 20,000 more? That's right. <laughs> I'm yes, not exactly. doing it, Shelly. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll just tell mine. Okay, <laughs> and we're also going to take your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We appreciate you joining us here for the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. Also here, Mimi Shoneman, your host from the Red Hot Real Estate Show and licensed realtor at Remax Results. Hello again, Mimi. What's going on? So we want to make sure everybody knows that they can go to our show page and check out all of our great links. Um, we definitely want to invite people to go to our websites. And Shelly, where's your website and where can people reach you? The best place to go is my yeah my website, www.shellyferris.net. 
And we'll post that on our show page. And also go to mnredhotrealestate.com. And there's lots of great things that you can download. You can reach out to us if you're interested in starting the home selling or home buying process. And we also have the spring 2018 home seller and home buyer guides. If you would like one, all you have to do is call here and request one from our producer, Sonny, and we can get one out to you. And the number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Also happy to take your calls today. Get some expert advice right here on the phone on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Absolutely. You're frustrated with your bidding process. You don't know how to break through to get your bid, your uh, offer chosen, please call in. We'll give you some advice and kind of talk through your situation. And I'm glad that you're sharing this because Mimi, you know, you sounded like maybe you didn't want to give away all your secrets. So you just give people a peek is what Mimi and Shelly can do this morning, a peek. Well, you know, we do like to have some strategies, you know, for things that we do for, for when we're writing offers for our clients to help them win. Right. Um, so what are some of the things that you're seeing, Shelly? Well, there's a, a whole bevy of things and we all keep our own tool belt and some tools a little bit closer to the vest than others, just kind of like what you're talking about there Shannon but we're seeing everything from you know people buying homes and and uh, uh, you know or, or uh, pardon me listing their homes and saying that okay I'll accept your offer but I want a 90-day close window or accept their offer and say okay but I have 60 days to find a house of my own because when you sell you're kind of in that same boat then you kind of put yourself into the buying boat so um, we're seeing a lot of that we're seeing um um, where they're buying cash. Uh, that's, that's, that's a very good option. It's not for everyone. Right. Uh, but, uh, cash is king, of course. And so a buyer is oftentimes, or a seller is oftentimes swayed by the fact that there's cash and they don't have to worry about the mortgage getting closed and done and such. So, um, cash is always king. And if your buyer is, uh, if you as a buyer are able to get cash from somebody, use that cash to buy and close on your transaction and then get a mortgage afterwards to quote-unquote pay that person back okay um that's a really good option right now if you have uh availability to cash perfect Mm -hmm. um let's talk about the hierarchy of the loan products Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. cash is the very top of the of the pyramid and then what would you say is the next step down? Yeah, I think conventional. I think uh, sellers like those conventional deals. They don't seem to have as much work orders or items called. So what's included in a conventional loan? Mm. A conventional loan is uh, nothing more than it's a privately insured loan versus a government insured loan. Okay. And this loan is purchased then ultimately by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Okay. And so typically someone who would qualify for a conventional loan would have better credit. Right. Um, What else would they have? So they'd have better credit. They might have um, a little bit more of their own money in the transaction. 3% down, 5% down, 10% down payment options. 15, 20, obviously you can put down as much as you want. Most buyers uh, buying conventional today are kind of pulling themselves out of that FHA uh, pool and uh, doing the 3% down option. So now your mortgage insurance might be a little bit stronger. Your interest rate might be a little bit stronger because the more you put down, the less risk there is to your loan and risk equals rate. Okay, so... 3% is the lowest you can go. Right. And that's a conventional product. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that means that that's that's offered to folks that have got better credit. Mm -hmm. The next hierarchy down is what product? You know, I would say probably FHA and VA are 
pretty much a wash. Um, you know, I think VA appraisals have gotten a bad rap, especially in the Twin Cities. Um, I don't really see a lot of differences before before I used to see where, you know, we always used to say old veterans never die. They become appraisers and they protect the other veterans yeah. that they're out there helping. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're seeing very, very similar work orders now coming out of VA and FHA. And that's what the seller is trying to avoid. OK, so let's just talk about talk with all of our listeners who might be FHA approved right mm-hmm. now. And a FHA one, it's not like a conventional where you just go and, and a lender gives you the money. The government's involved in that. What is what you're saying? Um, the government backs yeah. okay. it. The government backs it, and there's mortgage insurance on it. But because the government is backing it with the mortgage insurance, less than perfect credit is okay. A lower credit score is okay. Not as much reserves in the bank um, is okay. Okay, so let's talk about what is the lowest that you know of for FHA credit score rate? Oh, boy. So 560. Okay. 560. I'm saying that quietly because... <laughs> That's a tough loan to get through. Even okay. though you can do it down to 560, will they do it down to 560? There's still that conundrum. So the closer you can get to 620, the more likely you're going to get an automated approval. And that just makes the underwriter feel better about your file if they can blame the system for <laughs> your approval and not themselves. So okay. 560, but that's lower than I expected because I was thinking you were going to say 580. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually, that's that's pretty low. That's pretty low. Oh, yeah. Right. And so things so, have to really be happening in your credit to have that kind of low low score. So that's why we say, you know, 560, you know, because we're really yeah, going to look maybe. at what's making up that 560. And we and, encourage everybody, especially this time of year, you just finished your taxes. A lot of people are getting those reminders. If you use any of those personal budgeting software, right. it's reminding you to go ahead and look at your credit. Yes. Don't be scared to look. I mean, sometimes there's things out there that might be out of your control. And so instead of going, OK, I'm going to use this as an impact thing with my finances and look into stuff you just kind of you turtle and you don't want to look at right. your credit mm-hmm. when sometimes it's like well wait a minute I paid that off or that wasn't really me or there might be something out there that you can work on if you go and you speak to Shelly mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. just to see where we're going well let's just put it out there with all of this um, you know information theft you could have somebody that's done an identity theft and you may, if you've never looked at your credit report, you may go, oh, no, who yeah. is yeah, that? Right. That's right. not me. Not me. Right. Yes. Um, and yeah. that has actually happened to one of my clients with a, a common first name and a common last name. Easy to do. And if you've never looked at it, it's like, what has just happened? Right. right. And yes. so then that that would probably take, you know, six months or so to get that expunged from your get record. Cleaned up. Right. And so. it's something you really want to do anyway for your financial health. So of course. don't be scared to look at your credit. Absolutely. Right. right. You know, so there are there are tools for that as well. A lot of times you'll have a credit card that reports your credit score to you or your bank account will report a credit score to you or there's that karma or annual credit report or whatever out there. I will say this. They are not accurate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they are not like if you see a credit score of 680 on your karma account and I pull your credit report and it says 640, don't think I did anything. <laughs> it's just that karma is not really reporting accurate to a mortgage lender's uh, grading system. Okay. And that is a very nice caveat into those big online real estate portals. Oh, boy. Um, if you're shopping on there and you're not shopping with a realtor, guess what? You're seeing a lot of stuff that's still on the market or maybe sold and still looks like it's on the market. You need to get with a real estate professional like us, and we can set you up to get the real MLS 
MLS listing so that you're not looking at stuff that's already sold. That is so frustrating. Right. So frustrating. And it's a trust. You get emotionally attached to it. After it's you like, do I need to see shopping. that house. I'm like, but it closed six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's sold. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the one step below FHA. And then when we come back from break, let's talk about our buyers that are having to shop in these categories. The mm. next step down mm-hmm. is FHA with down payment assistance. Yeah, people, yeah. Generally speaking, sellers aren't too excited about those transactions because it, it tells a lot about the buyer. And it used to be that you could almost hide from that on purchase agreements because there wasn't a little box that you had to check that said that you were doing first time home buyer money or some kind of a down payment assistance. But today it's all out there. So that tells the seller that you don't have a lot of money to fall back on and that the underwrite is going to be very stringent. Okay. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what our FHA buyers, especially the ones that need down payment assistance, are having to do. Thanks. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group at Remax Results. Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage. They're both here to give you some information on how to actually get into a home and get your offer accepted in this incredibly tight housing market out there. Exactly. So what what I'm seeing in the field is when I get someone who's approved to do FHA, which is a government-backed product, um, and then I see that they also need down payment assistance, that tells me a lot, especially if I'm, if I'm representing the seller. Um, it tells me that they don't have a lot of money. It tells me that they have a low credit score. It tells me that if, if I allow my seller to accept that product, then there could be work orders because FHA appraisers are more stringent than conventional. And so there are things that are always flagged with FHA, and that's first thing first is peeling paint. Um, they have a, an affinity for pr- protecting people from lead-based paint and any kind of paint that could be right. peeling. Yes. And that means mm-hmm. inside or out, anywhere. If you've got a, a window that's like 30 feet up and you can't even see that it's peeling, but the appraiser sees it's peeling, that's going to be a work order. And guess what? In the winter here, that is particularly problematic. Okay. <laughs> so how do you do that, Shelley, as a loan officer working with the underwriter and peeling paint gets gets called. Well, we 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 can ask your escrow for a um small work order item like that. As long as, you know, it it's kind of tentative. I shouldn't say that right out. So you can do escrow, but um which means escrow is where somebody, either buyer or seller, puts the amount of money that that repair is going to cost via bids that you get, whichever the highest bid is, one and a half times. So if you've got a $1000 painting job, you're going to put $1500 in escrow. The job gets done post closing whatever money's left over goes back to whomever posted that money so who's okay so that's a problem if that's a real problem right there just logistically because if you're already having to use down payment assistance because you don't have any money where are you going to get the money to escrow for the repairs right generally speaking the seller does but in our market they don't have to they don't have to pick that offer that's going to trip them down that path and so this is the problem Altogether, I would say even two years ago, sellers were saying, yeah, it's fine. FHA, no problem. It doesn't matter to me as long as they get the mortgage. Right. right. Now, sellers are going, you know, it's just a problem altogether. I don't want the risk of maybe that there's a problem. I don't want to try that. And so I'm not going to because I don't have to. Right. And that's the thing that trips buyers up. They don't realize that a seller can can say no to certain types of financing. 
and seller is in power right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the market or the system is going to change at all to try and make it easier for people in those programs? Since it is a kind of government-backed program, is there anything in the pipeline for those potential buyers? You know, I don't see anything to you. I don't either. Okay. It's it's going to be the inventory that's going to help that, I think, and just going to loosen that up enough that the sellers are going to have a different mindset when the offers come in. But right now, if they've got seven offers come in, from what I'm hearing, they take the two FHA ones, put those aside. They take the two that are looking for closing costs, put those aside, and then they look at the other three, which one's the best one to my bottom line. Okay. Right. You're sitting there as a, a seller's agent, and you're you're praying for cash. Okay. You're you're holding out for cash because cash is king. Um, that's where your buyers are going to get their best best power is if they come in with all cash because then you can kind of maybe negotiate because then the seller doesn't have to worry about whether it's going to appraise or not. You don't right. have to have an appraisal exactly if you're right. cash. Um, and it can close tomorrow, as, right. you know, or as fast as the title company can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's give some hope to folks that are that are shopping with FHA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first thing that I want to make sure that everybody does know is the, especially if you're shopping in that townhome condo, the building, the HOA themselves, homeowners association, they determine whether or not that building is going to allow FHA financing. Okay. Okay. And so little known fact, that one right there. <laughs> you have to, you have to look them up building by building to make sure, because some of them used to be, yes, some of them have let their FHA approval expire. Right. And that can be, you know, that can be eye opening because they may have a friend in the building say they used FHA. Well, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we mm-hmm. have to find out what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody is using down payment assistance and it's called subordinate financing mm-hmm. on the purchase agreement, what do you do to help them to get to to make their offer look as positive as it can? So it, it, I do this with all of my buyers, but um, um, generally speaking, I think it's really important to, first of all, do the real deal process. We've okay. talked about that for many, many moons here on the uh, Red Hot Real Estate Show, and that's the full underwrite process. You're, we're going to meet. You're going to do my application. We're going to get you automated approved. You're going to give me your pay stubs, bank statements, and tax returns. I'm going to submit that to a real live underwriter, and you're going to have a real live commitment. So now you're not on the same playing field as the other FHA offers are on the table because it says on your letter you've been underwritten. Okay. That's as best as you can get. Okay. All right. So I'll give you a real live scenario that happened to me and one of my FHA clients. We were having, we were getting beat out offer after offer after offer, and I kept telling her, I'm like, you need to, we need to figure out a way to get you into a conventional loan so that you look stronger. This person qualified for down payment assistance, but they also had the cash reserves that they didn't want to use themselves. They wanted to preserve their cash, but they also income qualified for getting that down payment assistance. So they want to keep the money in the bank and use that program, but we kept getting beat out. Well, do you want a house or don't you? You qualify for conventional. So here's what we need to do. We just need to go conventional, use your money, and see what happens after we get an accepted purchase agreement. So we get an accepted purchase agreement. I call the other listing, the listing agent, and I say, hey, you know, we, she qualifies for conventional, and that's what we wrote. Uh, but she also qualifies for FHA down payment assistance. And you can see, because the loan officer has put a pre-approval that says, you know, it, it works for conventional, but 
would your sellers entertain allowing us to amend the purchase agreement and change her financing program so that she can take advantage of that it she she's good to go either way and sure enough they didn't care okay. they're like that's fine but the seller has to make that determination so that was brilliant that yeah. yes that is a way that you can do it because once you get an accepted offer then you can say but right would you please consider it Mm because she's good to go both ways yes this way she gets to only come in with a thousand dollars the other way she comes in with six thousand dollars of her own money and so it doesn't matter she's qualified right and so they did in in fact agree and then you know it was a great great moment excellent yes Yes, very good i know when i'm dealing with people with the first time homebuyer money and the fha i pull up the rates and i pull up the programs on my computer and we look them over and initially they're very uh apprehensive of going the conventional mhfa route because their interest rate is so much higher but you don't okay Explain what that is, that conventional FHA. So the the FHA uh, program uh, shows the interest rate and then you'll have mortgage insurance. The conventional program shows the interest rate and the mortgage insurance is in the interest rate. But Let's Let's, let's, let's clarify what that means. Okay. So basically they've factored it all into a bundle. Right. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, now it does. Okay. So now you're not going to have a monthly mortgage insurance part of your payment like you would with FHA, but they have to get past that. So for example, I just sat down with a couple yesterday morning. The interest rate for FHA was at 4.75 and for conventional was five and a half. And they almost fell off their chair. Yes, that seems dramatic. (laughs) But then Mm -hmm. we did the math. Math doesn't lie. And it was right there. The same payment. It was right there. They just had to mentally get over the idea that they were going to pay five and a half percent interest rate and then what that encompassed exactly mm-hmm. so it's just like buying points right yeah so exactly. it's all so you've mentioned points before what does that mean when you're buying points so a point is one percent of your mortgage amount and you can use points to buy things so you can buy extended uh, lock periods so instead of locking for a 45 day lock you lock for 60 days or 90 days you can also Ex- use points to buy down the interest rate okay so one percent on a let's see, a real example a two hundred thousand dollar home that's two thousand dollars and that will do what Shelley one one point would it depends on the market of the day it might only buy down an eighth of a percent of an interest rate it might buy down a half a percent interest rate now that's a good buy for sure you should do that but if your interest rate is only going to be you know brought down one eighth of a percent that may not be a good use of your money right let's talk a little bit about how you go to coach a client that's having frustration in an FHA world that they they there are some things that they can do to go and move into conventional. Yes. What would you coach folks to do? So the first thing we look at is credit because most often that's what's determining that we're looking to go towards an FHA option. So we look at coaching them through credit mishaps in the past, getting things deleted off of their credit report, things of that nature to help their credit score. Now, if it's something really big, like a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, we, there's really nothing to get them over then. They okay. really are FHA buyers until they've aged enough to not be FHA buyers. Okay, anymore. and so how long does do people have to wait after a short sale or foreclosure today or short, bankruptcy? Short sale, four years, <clears throat> pardon me, for conventional. Um, depending on if you go Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, four or seven years for foreclosure conventional versus 
three years for FHA for foreclosure. So you can get back in the pool a lot faster. And what about bankruptcy? Bankruptcy is uh, two years for FHA and three for conventional. And when you say for FHA, that's the type of loan that they had on the house that they were in bankruptcy with? No, that's the kind of loan that we're getting today. Today, right, exactly right. So there's also hope for folks out there that have had financial hardships with short sales, Uh, I'm getting ready to meet with a a past client of mine that we short sold their house back in the worst possible dip in that market. And now they're ready to go again. That's very exciting for me to be able to help them, you know, after having because I'm honestly going to tell you when you're helping somebody in a short sale, you're rolling your sleeves up and you are in the trenches. Mm -hmm. It is not a fun process for the client and it's not fun for anybody involved. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's really positive. But, you know, then there's also going to be today's market, which is it couldn't be any more opposite than what it was right Right. i feel like you know it's like completely turned on the pendulum right it's like minnesota weather (laughs) there you have it can pivot on a dime there you go so we have to go to break what are you guys going to cover when we get back well i think we're going to continue talking about options for folks uh, that are struggling out there in the market absolute all right and we'll also be ready to take your calls here at 651-641-1071 on the red hot real estate show the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Your host, Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, is with us. Shelly Ferris from Results Mortgage, also here, trying to give you some tips on how to actually get that offer approved. Uh, and not approved, uh, accepted, I guess is the better word. Because, Shelly, you work with uh, potential home buyers all the time mm-hmm. to get them pre approved, make sure that they have that real deal, which right. you mentioned again. And so, uh, again, what is the real deal? The real deal is. A real live underwrite with a real live living, breathing underwriter. So you're going to give me all of your supporting documentation, pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns, and a real live person is going to review them and stamp your approval and say, yep, you can buy a house. Perfect. And why is that different from other programs? So that's different because a desktop underwritten approval is only as good as the information that was inputted. So... You know, I have fat fingers sometimes and I give you a little bit more income or maybe the way I calculated the income, the underwriter wouldn't agree with. So that's what happens sometimes with people out there that say, but I was pre-approved. What happened? I, I thought I was pre-approved and my in your deals falling apart because it wasn't underwritten approval. So it's that higher level. And so it, it's the computer that's doing the calculation, what right. you're calling desktop underwriting. Right, exactly. Okay, yes. versus you, a real breathing woman looking at the papers right and and an underwriter somebody that they look at things completely different than i do i'm like a salesperson kind of they're like the i don't know i always tell people i'm like your lawyer you tell me everything and then we'll decide what the judge needs to know (laughs) that is fantastic that we live in a world where real live people are more important than the computer thank you that is fantastic hallelujah right yes yeah so i think it's important that people know that you know you can do things so let's talk about how you can convert somebody's frustrated they've made multiple offers they're they're approved for fha mm-hmm. what can you do as their loan officer to change programs for them right so and i talk to people about this kind of thing all the time mimi and i do where we talk about okay this is where you qualify but this is reality what you're looking for is over here and you're over you're over here to the left or all right we're off to the side so what are we going to do to marry those two up so first thing i look at is credit and then we look at income 
And then we look at how are we calculating your payment? What type of program are we putting you under? Could we get you in a higher buying bracket for the same payment if we switch out some of these things? And so can you elaborate a little bit more, maybe more layman's, what that actually looks like? Okay, so credit, we've kind of already discussed that and what we can do or what items hold you back. But if you have a credit card or two and you're really high on your limits, so your limit is at 1000 and you're riding nine nine fifty all the time, you don't make a late payment, but you're riding that high high balance on there, that's going to pull your score down just like you're making late payments. So you can okay. do one of two things. You pay it down or you call the credit card company and ask to increase your limit. Both of those things will get the same bang for the buck. Okay. All right. Now, a lot of people think that canceling their credit cards um, when they're in the middle of a transaction is a good idea because they're thinking, well, that'll get me out of the debt that I have. Right. But that is not necessarily a good thing. No, because they're applying logic to mortgage lending. Yes. And those two things do not work together. <laughs> and so do I not- saw a little thing on my credit report that said the life of the credit line. Or yes. how, and it was looking at how long I had had right. some of these things. I tell you, I, I have two credit cards in the back of my wallet that mm-hmm. I rarely use, but I keep them going because I've had them open for 20 years. So right. that attributes to my credit score. 15% of what your score is based off of is how long have you had credit open. And so if you have a Visa or a Target card or something along those lines that you've had open since you were 18 years old and you're like, oh, I never use that credit card anymore. You go and close that off and then wonder why your score dropped. That's why you're not allowing that information to grade over a longer period of time. Right. And if you've just gotten a huge tax refund Mm. and you plan on buying a house, don't buy the boat. (laughs) <laughs> wait wait on the boat or the car or the new couch wait on all that oh. stuff until you have the house i tell you i cannot even i cannot even list the number of people that exactly that has happened with you're like take the couch back but how Bring do you do back. that yeah no you take it back take the couch back yeah yeah so um things that you can do as a, a loan officer you're looking at people's financials so that you right. can give them strategies mm-hmm. to move them to a, a product that a seller is going to maybe like a little bit better. Right. So so we look at the credit score. Sometimes I look people right in the eye and say, you need a better job because you're not being paid enough to qualify for what you're looking to do. Okay. Or the job that you are in, the way the income is being presented may be good for you, but underwriting doesn't look at your income that way. Maybe there's a cash element. Maybe there's um, some hours that you get that aren't, you know, consistent or you don't have a history of getting them or something along those lines. So I do look at the income then and sometimes we have the tough talks. Uh, the other thing that we talk about is, gosh, if, you, if you're if you good with Forest Lake, what do you think about Wyoming? Because now all of a sudden you're in rural development territory. So okay. now you're zero down payment and so you don't have to worry about if I buy higher that means i need more money for down payment i if i qualify for more i'm good even at the zero down or i can use my cash money for my closing costs and not ask my seller to pay my closing costs okay so for those listening that have never bought before rural development is a really great program and it can be as close as hudson Right. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. Hudson, if you aren't familiar, it's just right over the bridge right. from Stillwater. And 
that's they will. So there's like a territory map where the USDA government program says that we'll allow this is rural enough. We'll we'll allow you to have no down payment. Right. And that's the encouragement to buy in that area. That's why the government is allowing that. And it's supported by USDA, which is a funny thing, right? (laughs) I know. It's not milk. Our beef council people appreciate that. (laughs) I'm sure they're like, well, they like that confusion. And so So. (laughs) if somebody wants to explore the option of using a USDA program, Mm -hmm. they've never heard of it. Tell them a little bit about it and how they go about qualifying for it. Great program, low mortgage insurance. They call it an annual fee, but it's mortgage insurance to all those that are in it. Zero down payment. Uh, the seller can pay your closing costs. That's allowed uh, up to 4% of the purchase price. But in our market, that kind of makes your offer a little distasteful. So if you can get in for zero down and you have a little of your own money or you can get a gift for some, from somebody, you can use that money then for your closing costs and then make your offer more palatable. It's a weird program in that it it's a government program that acts like a conventional program. Okay, all right. <laughs> so it's good in that respect. It is, it is. And so it's really nothing in the seven-county metro area, but pretty much everything outside of the seven-county metro area qualifies. Yeah, so give some people some like ballparky areas of where you would see it on the map starting. Right. Okay, so uh, south would be like... If you can kind of draw a circle around the cities this way and then anything exterior like Farmington-ish area. Um, uh, West would be like Delano-ish area. North would be uh, like uh, Big Lake, Otsego, coming around the east side, maybe like Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And then on the west side uh, or on the east side uh, proper, you're looking at, mm, yeah, about that. Still waterish area. Yeah, yeah. Past Prior Lake. Past the Prior Lake. Got to get a little farther within the Prior Lake. A little bit farther than Prior Lake, but just a hair. Just a hair. Okay. Okay, Shelly did well in geometry. (laughs) Geography. (laughs) (laughs) Probably did good in geometry, too, right? Yeah, well. (laughs) Being alone surprised. too hilarious. Um, So where should folks call? What should they do to start? And how do they get a hold of you if they want to talk about scenarios? Right. So the very best place to reach me is my cell phone. But you also can do you can message me from my website. So my cell is 612-839-6918. That's on my website as well. And the web is www.shellyferris.net. Awesome. Well, I think one of the things that we talked about today is that we normally the information that we give is. Regardless of your scenario, you should start talking to a professional right now. Right. Um, so that information hasn't changed, right? So it's, okay, we're saying that things are tougher, which is another reason why you should get into the process sooner rather than later. I tell you, I talked to so many people, and I remember so many of them from last year, oh, we're just going to wait a year. And guess what's happened? Those interest rates have popped a whole percent in one year's time, and they're not going anywhere down. We're not projecting anything for, so if you're looking for a less interest rate, you're looking at an arm, you're looking at an adjustable rate, or maybe it's fixed for a period of time, and then it starts to adjust. People get nervous about that, but that's a strategy, that's a product that might bode well for you right now because you'll qualify for more home if you do that yeah and mm-hmm. but there's risk there there is you know there that totally is and that got some people into some serious problems yeah. back in in the day absolutely right. so right. If, i think part of it back in the day is that we would hear about those adjustable rate mortgages and those arms but people didn't really explain how the process works mm-hmm. so why don't we do that real quick why we since we brought it up so how does that product work Shelley? so an arm is uh there there are arms where it adjusts every six months those are 
scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are arms where it adjusts every year, but then there are hybrid arms that are fixed for three years or okay. fixed for five years or fixed for seven years. And those interest rates are lower. And if you get into the five or the seven year option, you can qualify at the start rate. Okay. Now, after the five years, let's say that you qualify at 3.75 on a five year arm, and that's going to help you buy that much more home at the end of the five years the uh, the mortgage can start to adjust so it adjusts it has caps on the amount that it can go up or down mm-hmm. and it's based off of either or the interest rate or pardon me the index and the margin those these are really deep uh, you know terminologies even but it's based off of something so it can't just willy-nilly change and go up or whatever there's actually something that it's based off of and caps that it can't go more than also you can um, always refinance on okay. that mortgage so if interest rates are more palatable at that time and fixed you can certainly refinance there's no penalties on those programs yeah. all right well we always want to encourage people to go to Shelly Ferris's website also Mimi give them your information yep. again. be sure and check out MN Red Hot Real Estate And we will see you next week. Again, you can find us at mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education.